it's time to start unpacking with a brand new episode of the B Word Unpacked, hosted by the ladies of Good Stock Consulting, Kelly, Kim, and Ebony. Welcome back, BPAC. Kelly here with Kim and Ab. And if you have been a BPACer, if you have been with us on this journey, then y'all know we like to discuss the good, the bad, mm-hmm. the ugly, mm-hmm. and everything in between. And All today is absolutely no exception. We thought. Y'all, everybody knows we thought that 2020 had given us like the maximum headlines, uh, yes. all the headlines, all yes, the crazy, all yes. the crazy. But then 2021, yes. okay, let me pause. Let me hold this rum and coke here because <laughs> none of us thought <laughs> that we would see the events of January 6th. None of us. Now, none of us. Oh, they asked. And it's not that the insurrection itself was surprising because, you know, white supremacy and all that, but the blatant bias that played out in the handling of the attack on our nation's capital literally had me gripping my pearls. And Mm. so, you know, we got to unpack this thing. We got to unpack this thing about bias because, y'all, Jesus Christ, it's it's more than a notion. But before we dive into this whole concept of bias, I want to do a lightning round about this crazy insurrection. Lightning round. Kim, Ab, tell me, what's one thing that the events of January 6th had y'all thinking? So I have two things, Kelly. So first and foremost, (laughs) my new year didn't start until January 20th because I refused to start a new year under... um, that old guy. So my new year didn't start. 2021 didn't start until January 20th to me. And yeah. then Michelle Obama yeah. came and was like, here you go. I am here. And I was like, okay, Wonder Woman. this is what I recognize. Um, and then two, the audacity are in the words of Amanda Seal, the caudacity, caudacity, how I was watching and I was at work. So I was being quiet, but I was watching as the white people were just walking up the steps and the police were just like holding their hand as they walked back down. Like, no, no, like an elderly woman with dementia, almost like, Oh, you're lost. Miss Martha, let me help you back down the stairs. But the people continued to go. And then when I saw the people scaling the sides, uh, I just thought, what the, is this, I honestly was just dumbfounded. Looking like they was at a pep rally with their chests and faces painted. I mean, that's what building the building. I was, I wasn't worried that anyone mm-hmm. would shoot. I was worried. Mm-hmm. I was just confused by what the hell was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They what left, about you, Ab? They left feces in the hallway. They had to be a heavy dose of drugs. What happens when you let drugs run? Yes. Because where are the fathers? That's what mm-hmm. I got to ask. Where are the fathers yes. of, of, of these thugs that oh. were run through? Now, the thing that really where I said, I know you lying, was when I saw my officer, my officer friend, like, y'all know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes, backing up mm-hmm. them steps. There we go. I said, I know you, I know you lying. That mm-hmm. it was to me, watching him backpedal and trying to hold off this mob and direct them away from the, the, the entire, an entire branch of our government. Um, let's just say that. I mean, mm-hmm. we had an entire branch of our government within that building. But to see him trying to defend democracy, I said, if, if this ain't the very image of what Black How ironic. have to, we, we get treated like second class citizens every other day, but yet mm-hmm. we fight 
to the, our very lives being compromised and our very safety being compromised for a country that doesn't even want to fight for us because uh, we're rooted in this country. Like, there's nobody can tell me of a greater patriot than a black person. If you could find me an old black mm-hmm, person huh, that mm-hmm, was literally huh. during, living still during the time of Jim Crow, mm-hmm. that's the greatest patriot we have in America. Because Rich Muhammad, Muhammad Ali, Muhammad yeah. Ali. Hello. Yes. Okay. This is my argument. That's, yeah. that's the greatest. It's true. Yeah. Well, not, I said, you know what? It made me weak because I was like, that's what it is like that we are, we're fighting America to save America on both ends. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, It's ridiculous. I mean, y'all, for me, the ability for that mob to gather, knowing that they were doing so with impunity, knowing full damn well that accountability and justice looks different and is meted out in very different ways in this country. And the reality is this. The insurrection ain't really being talked about. And we're recording this episode on February 15th. We're going to drop it in a little bit, but think about it. We're talking about this on the recording date of February 15th. I don't hear about the insurrection no more. No. Like, it's like, it's, it almost feels like, well, it happened. Let it go. Let's just let it go. Let's just move on. They're gone now. They're gone now. I can't believe it. It's just like the suicide bomber that literally in Nashville, Yes. What, Christmas Eve blew up an entire city mm-hmm. block, knocked mm-hmm. out power to mm-hmm. that crossed state lines. Mm-hmm. And did we hear anything? About, it's like, no. Now, look at how the ISIS person over. We yep. have, Hello. Terrorism. Hello. Terrorism. Ab, when you <laughs> said. When you said drug induced, I just thought they did look like a bunch of meth heads. Like they did. They looked like they were crazed. They mm-hmm. drugs, meth and cocaine. Trust me, I don't yes. see that. When the dude was dangling from the rafters, yes, and the Charmin dude with the little thing, the horns uh, coming up. Okay, yeah. they look but did like y'all hear mama? To me. Mm-hmm. But the mama was then on the news saying this. My son can't eat because he only he only eats organic food. Yeah, he was asking for organic in prison. Are you serious? You see what happened? Mm -mm. He was asking for organic. And he got it. And he got it. And he got it. Okay, so 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 let's just make sure again when we're talking about this bias, the crazy thing isn't necessarily that he asked for it. It's the fact he received. He received it. Went and broke into the nation's. Capital. And they were threatening to murder the vice president. They had props. Oh, it wasn't mm-hmm. just a threat because they had props. They had a noose outside. Oh, yeah. Okay. They had zip ties. Mm-hmm. They had it all. They, they had, had it all. They had to go out to kill a person huh. outside of the house chambers. Huh. And this man has the nerve to say, I need some kale. And they said, oh. okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Because of my IBS. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> y'all, before the blood pressure of this trio spikes too much, let's go on ahead to the B side and unpack this week's topic, which is bias. Welcome, Welcome to, to the B side. So, y'all, where do we even start in comparing the bias shown on full display and comparing the way the rioters? of January 16th of this insurrection versus Black Lives Matter Mm -hmm. protests of 2020. Mm -hmm. Because y'all know 
That's the first argument was what the first argument was, right? The Democrats mm -hmm. were to blame, of course, for allowing the Black Lives Matter protests to occur. And before anyone has a chance to even entertain this foolishness, let me be clear. All right. A report from the Times Magazine on September 5th, 2020, reported that despite media coverage, that more than 93% of the Black Lives Matter protests were actually peaceful. Mm -hmm. And let me back up because I said actually as if it weren't. Right. They were peaceful. Right. Mm -hmm. They were peaceful. 93%. In fact, the Armed Conflict Location and Event Data Project, or ACLED, analyzed more than 7,750 Black Lives Matter demonstrations, including over 2,400 locations in all 50 of our great states. Mm -hmm. And found that fewer than 220 reported violent, and if, you, if you're listening, you can't see my air quotes, mm -hmm. violent demonstrations, okay? Whether it's towards a person or a business. So the yeah, I think it's make this math math. They ain't adding up to me. I can't I, I can't make it make sense. I mean, all I know is this full transparency. I was not marching in the streets last year during the Black Lives Matter marches, nor were a lot of my friends and my friend group. I have uh, this is not to make excuses. I just want to lay out the reality. A lot of younger mothers in my circle who didn't feel comfortable going out there with their children. It just was it, it, not necessarily the the primary demographic that, that was out there. But I will say this, a lot of the people, a lot of the folks in my circle who weren't marching felt a great degree of guilt about the fact that they weren't out there. And so in a lot mm -hmm. of ways started to overcompensate, no, not overcompensate, wanted to kind of compensate for it. And so what a lot of these people started to do was hold these peaceful, um, peaceful events to raise awareness around social justice issues, whether they were, uh, you know, black family picnics around social justice issues, black mama picnics around social justice issues in their way, it might've looked different than a protest, but they still were trying to lend their voice to that conversation. And let me tell you something, though the, the templates for that, there was a playbook because yeah. these were happening all over the nation. My right. girlfriend who hosted one here locally, she just got one from the national office and yep. was able to unroll it. There was a literal playbook and these were happening across cities in America. But how many of those did you hear about? Uh -huh. How many of those uh -huh. events did you hear about of black people gathering around social justice issues around the same time of the Black Lives Matter movement? I can guarantee. Well, I'll just speak for myself. Right. Not None. a single day. But Kelly, I like that you mentioned that because it shows that you can be an advocate in many different ways. Like everyone won't be marching, but there are other avenues by which you can still be an advocate or ally for these very important issues. And we shouldn't put so much pressure on ourselves to always have to be out in the street because maybe that's yeah. not your ministry right now. Well, but yeah. there's always something you can do. It's like Thomas Absolutely. said in the song, um, we need old people's wisdom and young people's energy. Hello. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. Look. Yep. Yes, okay, I do. Okay, because look, nephew, you can be up at 10 o'clock <laughs> from, from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Yeah. About eight. So Thank I'm down here doing this justice on, on Twitter a little bit. Yes. Can I supply y'all with donuts? Right? <laughs> can, can I make a donation? Okay. Okay. Can I make a donation? Can I, can I, I do something? But I mean, right. the bottom line is, though, you know, none of that was highlighted. And I think it's just, mm -hmm. it's just, it's terrible. I mean, the research shows, let's get back to some of the data, y'all. Right. Research shows that African-Americans are disproportionately depicted as violent and criminals mm -hmm. compared to whites in the media. And so let me get some stats and facts. 
A study reviewed a major Columbus, Ohio newspaper, and we know that most crimes committed have racial concordance, meaning that it's a white on white crime or it's a black on black crime. But what the study found is that the paper really cherry picked cases when mm. selecting or looking for the perpetrators so that most often they were depicting black men committing crimes against non-black people, typically white people. And we know that that imagery of black men assaulting white women goes way, 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 way back. Emmett Till, anybody? I mean, we know that that goes back. And right. then another study out of Los Angeles found that only 10% of victims in actual crimes Crime reports were white who had been victimized by black, but that these reports made up over 42% of the televised cases. So only 10% of this was happening, but over 42% of this was reported. And the bottom line is this, the media has been complicit. The the media has been directly responsible for this narrative around Black equaling violence, especially our Black men. And the bottom line is we know this is not the case. We know this not to be true. Right. And and we know it because of the numbers, people. So if you look at, for instance, the FBI puts out a report that tells up um, what are the crimes that are being committed, and they also break it down along the lines of race, right? So in 2017, let me read y'all some stats and facts from the FBI. And what they said was that whites accounted for 68% of all arrests, Mm. 57% of all rapes, Mm. 58% of all violent crimes, 71% of all arsons, 67% of all burglaries. White juveniles accounted for 56% of all property crimes, 74% of all drug abuse violations, 54% of aggravated assaults, and 57% of larceny and theft, right? And and this isn't just, you know, when we're talking about crimes of, of community-led crimes, literally the FBI director, Christopher Wright, y'all know him? Y'all saw when he was giving the testimonies? He said in September of this past year that white supremacists are literally the number one threat to American mm-hmm. national security. Wow. That, that, that there's been more and more of these um, episodes of, of domestic terrorism and he said the FBI has roughly a thousand domestic terrorism investigations a year, y'all. But this past couple of years, it's been far more exceeding this thousand a year. And largely, it's not ISIS. It, it's not the Black Lives Matter movement. It's these racially motivated violent mm-hmm. extremists, these militia that they want to call militia and not thugs. Um, it's these, these crazies that we saw showing up with AR-15s, not only at the Capitol building, when they tried to kidnap the governor of, what was that, Michigan? Governor of Michigan. Um, These people have been out and about freely walking. And my question is, when is that going to change? When is it going to change? And can I add, so 60% of the U.S. population is white. So white people are overrepresenting in in most of these categories. Mm -hmm. So when you say all arrests, rapes, arson, which other did you name? Drug abuse violations. They are overrepresented in these crimes, yet that is something that we never talk about. We never see that. We we never. Thank you is that Black people are more likely to be stopped, pulled over, frisked. Hello. You know, twice as likely to be pulled over just randomly in comparison to a white person. So actually the amount of crimes that are being missed in the white communities, because it's not policed in the same way as in the black community, is tremendous. So just add that on top of everything that we're seeing in these um, FBI reports, and you just see the divide that there is 
and the notion that black equals violence with the actual stats and facts of who's committing these crimes. And again, where are the fathers? That's crazy. Yeah, but that that's so true. And not and never once do you hear white on white crime. Mm-hmm. Ever. I, ever. No. Ever. You don't no. hear you really don't even ever hear Hispanic on Hispanic crime. Exactly. No. Nope. The only thing that's ever black on black. Black on black. And it's like, you know what? I'm so tired of that mess. Yeah. yeah, that narrative is it's old. So played out. The white on white it's played out happened on January the sixth when they tried to go and find Pence with his little <laughs> fly hair. I mean fly. Pence was about to get fly. Pence was about to get the business. Mm-hmm. And I think what some white people misconstrue is that we don't want black white people to, to die because no. they have a voice. We just don't want black people to die because right. they have a voice. Absolutely. You know what I Absolutely. mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. We don't wish death on you. No. We don't wish death on us. Like, we oh. were safety on ourselves. Protection yes. on ourselves. Yes. Freedom on ourselves. Not, a, not the opposite. Not the Hello. opposite. So, so right. my question is, why has nothing been done? So mm-hmm. let's take it, let's rewind. Let's take it back a little bit in history. I mean, after 9-11, we know America changed completely. I think we all can recall where we were in that moment. I think everybody has a story of how it impacted their lives. We know that national security and defense was ramped up and some would argue at the sake of our own civil liberties. I would argue at the sake of our own ability to have toiletries travel freely through the airport once we have to go down to them three ounces, which is just ridiculous. Listen, it's, and we know that you love your potions, lotions, I, and all the things. I'm pissed off ounces. about it. Right. <laughs> three ounces? Come on now. Anyway, new policies were formed, like the USA Patriot Act, less than a month after 9-11, and we went all out in Afghanistan and two years later in Iraq, and you know we were fighting Al-Qaeda. Now, despite the fact that our formal combat operations ended seven years ago, ended in 2014, we still have 8,000 plus troops in that region of the world. And to this day, you know, our involvement in that war has become the longest running war in U.S. history, which to me is insanity when we think about the fact, as we just mentioned, that we cannot even acknowledge domestic terrorists and the domestic terrorism that is happening in our country on a daily when it is committed by white folk. And it's crazy because especially when I think about my Muslim American friends, right, and the amount of hell and grief they were going through back in um, and with September 11th and continue to have to go through, they continue to be terrorized. They can't wear, you know, their traditional wear or go to the temple without feeling that they're going to be threatened just because of the, the God they worship. All that stemming from 9-11 that happened almost 20 years ago. And what we know is that that's not the only time in the United States that we've seen assault on racial minority groups by the hands of the government and the targeting of these groups for, mm-hmm. for years and years. And we can even go back and talk about the COINTELPRO. Now, y'all know what that is, right? COINTELPRO? Let me give a little update. No, give us an update. COINTELPRO, y'all, was the United States government under Hoover, look him up with his racist self, in 1956, okay, the FBI launched an investigation that they said it was supposed to initially disrupt communists, I mean, communist parties within the United States, but it ended up by the 1960s morphing into 
to include these extremist groups. Now, they included the KKK, the Socialist Workers Party, and the Black Panther Movement in particular. Yes, the Black Panther Movement. They tried to put the Black Panther Movement online with the KKK, even though the Black Panther Movement was literally based to try to police the police to say, stop killing us with this police brutality in our neighborhoods. We're going to watch you if you pull somebody over and make sure you're not just killing them. Um, Literally, the Black Panthers movement, they would give out lunches and breakfast in the communities to feed children before they went to school. But anyway, they tried to put them on the lines for KKK, who was just killing people for for generations. But, you know, whatever. I digress. Now, but y'all get this. In addition to these groups, the KKK, the Socialist Workers Party, and the Black Panthers movement, they also said, and Hoover's quoted as saying, he wanted to eliminate the rise of the Messiah who could unify and electrify, particularly the um, uh, militant Black nationalist movement. And so what happened? You guessed it. The assassination of who? Okay, we had Malcolm X in 1965. The assassination of Huey Newton, who was with the Black Panthers movement in 1967. And Martin Luther King Jr. in 1968. Assassination. Mm-hmm of the Black Messiah. Meanwhile, um, how many KKK members have you heard of being assassinated by the government and being investigated by the government? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. Absolutely zero. I mean, one thing for folks, if you want to dive deeper into this, Judas and the Black Messiah did just get released on HBO Max. It stars Lakeith Stanfield, who I just, I love what he brings to the screen. I just, I love what that brother man brings. Just, Mm. you know, this is a heavy topic, but I like what he brings for other reasons. (laughs) And I just had to... uh, Oh, yeah. Just, but outside of that. Outside of <laughs> just his acting. And that co-intel pro, because I was like, what the hell is she talking about? I just Googled in its counterintelligence program. That's like an abbreviation of it. And it's 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 real talking. The, the FBI had to release these documents. And that's that's the craziest thing is mm. how in the world did we not learn about this in American history? We have a Martin Luther King Day. And we always say, oh, you know, he died. No, Martin Luther King didn't die. He didn't have the flu. He didn't. Martin Luther King was assassinated. Thank you. Please say that again. I hate when people Mm -hmm. say black people died so you can vote. No, black people were murdered. They didn't have a heart attack. He was murdered. And the government literally has page after page Mm -hmm. of of documents. It's called COINTEL, C-O-I-N-T-E-L-P-R-O, COINTEL Pro, that outlines how Hoover was saying that these black messiahs, that Malcolm X, that Martin Luther King, that they were ramping up black people to demand more and more and radicalizing us towards wanting equality. And they need to be snuck out in order to quelch this movement. And that's exactly what they did. That's what they and did. We, and they gave us the Voting Rights Act after that and said, now be happy. Can I just, uh, just, uh, just, just a moment of levity here. In eighth grade, I was dating a boy who was in 10th grade. And when I went over to his house after oh, school, um, he had a poster up on the wall and he asked me what I thought about the person on his poster. And I didn't know that it was Huey Newton. Y'all, he dropped me like a hot potato. <laughs> I got dropped for not being woke enough. And you won't grade. work. <laughs> I was you would be dating. <laughs> 
yeah, you know, would be dating somebody from the Black Panther Party. In yeah, he was like, you don't know who Huey Newton is. And he just like, that was the end of it. That was the end. Gotta go. You know what? I wonder what he does now. Girl. Listen, <laughs> I, so I asked my dad, I was like, so dad, have you ever considered being a part of the Black Panther Party? And he was like, oh no. Almost like he went back to his former self. I was like, what? I, I'm going to unpack that trauma in another day. Right? It was enough to shut me down. Like, oh, no. Some but it really was happening. The, the Black Panthers party, if you look, so there's a lot of um, documentaries. Y'all yeah, know I love documentaries. Yeah. Anyway, the same thing we're doing now with Black um, Black Lives Matter and videotaping that we're doing mm-hmm. and posting social media, there was no smartphone. But that's exactly what, what they were doing. Yes. When they saw police officers pull people over, they would stop, yep. get out of their cars, Patrol. and say, we're watching you mm-hmm. in this interaction. Don't come and kill. Don't yeah. kill, Don't kill us. I love it. Yeah. I, yeah, but I know I wear my Black never, Panther Party shirt regularly. So how often in your in your American history class did you ever learn about the Black Panther? Never. Okay. Never. Okay. But but yet Hoover had a whole file on well, tell us about what it looks like now, because we still know that these people, these insurrectionists, these thugs, they weren't arrested. Are they being arrested one by one? No, no. This, okay, that was 53 years ago. But how much has changed? Zero. Well, because we can go back to this whack ass, um, sorry, cussing insurrection that literally killed five people. Okay, five people mm-hmm. that they had a news brought into the party to hang Vice President Pence at that point. But did we see rubber bullets, pepper spray? Did they even get on a bullhorn? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. did we see any type of, of force? No. And, and the fact is, we watched this violent attack happen. And you know what? By the end of the day, only 69 people ended up being arrested. Now, compare that, y'all, to when, when George Floyd's with his murder, there was an anti-racism march that happened at the Capitol where they arrested 194 protesters. On the day of, uh, of Trump's inauguration, there was a peaceful protest. 234 arrests were being made. Again, both of those things, zero violence. And if we look at the arrests that were made over the year 2020, all right, and, and even prior to that, there have been some pretty sizable protests kind of clearly marking the, the, the number of people that we saw at the Capitol building, right? So one was the George Ford um, protest in Minneapolis. 570 people were arrested on May the 26th for that one protest. Let's wow. go to protests in Ferguson. This was in 2014. On August the 10th, 2014 in Ferguson, 400 people arrested. Wow. Trump's inauguration, 234 people arrested. But then you get down to this insurrection. Where they were there for hours. Yeah. With gunshots fired. Yeah. Our vice president. And our, an entire branch of our government being threatened with life and death with pipe bombs left behind and only 69 people arrested. And right here in Charlottesville, where I live, right, when they had that alt-right riot where literally Heather Hyatt, unfortunately, was um, was murdered, guess what? Only eight people were arrested at that protest, at that alt-right rally. That's mm-hmm. the difference. And when you're protesting Black Lives Matter and saying, stop killing us, Versus if you want to wash, march the streets and say, you know, you will not replace us and, and kill the Jews and kill the black and let me take over this government, nothing happens to them. But if you try to protest for equality, your ass getting a mugshot. 
a whole mugshot. So now that we've dropped all this gems on you, you now know the stats and facts. You know why you should be bothered. Hashtag be bothered. All right, so we've amped you up. We've given you all the information. This is our segment where we're going to give our listeners some advice on how to put some legs on this B word that we just unpacked. So there's some work to do, y'all, with this bias thing. So tell me, what can we do to push to push forward to rectify this bias? Eb, let's start with you. Well, y'all know I always say we got to get political. I, we clearly with this um, with this impeachment trial. We see that there will be no accountability if there's mm-hmm. no presence of persons who want to hold that person accountable. Because literally the GOP, you were victims of this assault. Um, what are you talking about? Where are the witnesses? You are the witness, bitch. You're the witness. Um, that was you that was crawling out of the, out of the building. Okay, that was you. Call yourself to the stand. Mm-hmm. So we have to run for these political positions. We have to push for this idea of equity. And we got to do some some work. And I honestly, I put this on the shoulder of our allies. Come on, white people. I need my allies and my advocates. I need y'all to step up because I need you to talk to your family members. Um, mm-hmm. How to start doing that extra work, putting mm-hmm. that in. Um, because it cannot continue to happen for generations and generations and generations to come. Our country is as fractured now as it was back in the 1950s and 60s when our parents were absolutely yeah. absolutely it's a it's it's a hot mess you know the thing for me and this kind of ties into what you just said ebony representation matters and so as we climb higher as we get to you know seats at tables and we like to talk about this a lot in terms of good stuff we're given a seat at the table and every time we get this seat at the table we bring the whole damn bench we bring the whole damn community and so every time you get an opportunity Think about how you can reach back and pull somebody else into the space, because the more they see us and the more we are visible in these spaces, the lesser extent to which these crazy biases can continue, because then it's not just an accident, right? Then it's not just some black unicorn or some magical person or the black messiah or whatever. Mm -hmm. Then it is the reality that there's a whole boatload of us and we're here to bring the heat. And so that would be my thing. Like every single time that door opens for you, kick that bitch open just a little bit further and bring two or three people with you. Yes. That's me. Kelly, let me clear my prayer cloth, Jesus. That was that was just spot on. There we go. There we go. There we go. So what I would add to 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 layer on top of Abs and Kelly, I would say talk back. As much as we've been programmed not to, this is the time to talk back. When you see something, say something. It doesn't mean that you have to be rude or you have to be aggressive, but you can certainly say something. Um, We no longer have time for like the timid or the bystanders. Nope. My white friends, standing by equals complacency, which means that you are enabling, which means to me that you ultimately agree. Okay, And I said my white friends, but I got some black people out there who's doing the same thing. Uh When you stand by and do nothing, it makes me think that you are okay with the status quo and you cannot be okay. Tim Scott. Tim Scott. Hmm. So I checked out was at the riots. I was like, what are you doing at the insurrection? Girlfriend. What was she doing there? Listen. What was so I don't care. No more debates, y'all. Yeah. No more debates of I didn't say nothing because or I didn't no more of that. You now know the rules of the game. 
act accordingly. Period. Period. Judging you. Because yes, well, we judging you after this. Accordingly. Okay. Kim accordingly. said act accordingly. Well, act if that accordingly. ain't a mic drop moment, I don't know <laughs> what one is. Y'all, that was a lot. But I am so happy that we dove into this topic because it needed to be said. Th- to our viewers and to our listeners, however you check us out, thanks for tuning in as always. Be sure to follow us on our social media accounts, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Remember, you can actually view the podcast live and in living color and see our dogs, our children, our husband, and our drinks. If you check us out on the YouTube, all of that mess, all of that. You know, tell us what you think about today's um, topic in the comment section below, please. And if there's another B word that you would want us to unpack in the future, please don't be shy. We want to hear from y'all. Please tell us. So that's all that we got for today. One other thing I want to flag for y'all, be sure to check out the links in today's comment section because we included a petition for the Department of Equity And so we want y'all to check it out, see what we're talking about, because we believe we can make an effective change, but change starts with making disparities the center of the conversation. So all right, BPAC, until the next time, stay positive, drink water, hydrate, practice self-care, and mind your business. Mind your business. (laughs) Mind your damn business. Mind your business. (laughs) Let's keep keep unpacking, Bye, y'all. Thank you for unpacking another B Word with Kelly, Kim, and Ebony. Follow the B Word on Instagram at the B Word Unpacked and follow Goodstock Consulting on Facebook and YouTube. Learn more about Goodstock at www.goodstockconsulting.com.